1: You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Live Stream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops.
2: This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
3: Hello. Good morning. Get it. Hello. Uh-oh. Good
4: morning. Oh boy. Well, hello. Hello. Good morning. Get it, 80. I know you've been waiting. Uh, Waiting for it. Hello. The
3: sweet sounds of Aaron Davis. The annunciation.
4: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, well, Messi, you, uh,
0: you can take over <laughs> any like time. Right.
3: I felt like I
4: was watching Annie all over again <laughs> time. I do got to read a few texts before we hop into Tom's take, though. This was cool. I'm glad it made you laugh. Uh, unknown texter for – oh, actually goes, hey, this is IQ Crew. What's up, IQ Crew? I'd like to give a shout-out to Raff and Taco Bell. Raf and Taco Bell, given the difficulty of navigating around the news of Mickey, the drive was the show of the day. Thanks for the laughs. There's a lot of laughs yesterday. That is for sure. So we appreciate you. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to laugh because we couldn't breathe uh, in here for yeah. a lot of part of the day. Uh, but we appreciate that, Massey. We're hopping into the new coaches. You know, in one particular, we want to talk about uh, today. We'll get into a few other ones, but Marcus Satterfield. Uh, South Carolina O.C. and QB. What did
2: you find out about his tendencies and break it down for us? Well, I watched a couple of eras of his coaching. And one was back when he was in Temple. Specifically, I looked at that last year, which I believe was 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he'd gone somewhere else. And then I looked at those last two games, those couple of wins that South Carolina had this year against Tennessee and Clemson, I believe. Correct. And so I'll, I'll start with 2015. And Raph, I want to I want to ask you a question as I describe this. But what it looked like to me was sort of the the Scott Frost UCF offense, where they had mm-hmm. that great trigger man, and that QB at UCF was able to adapt, move very quickly, make mm-hmm. very quick decisions, a lot of ball fakes, looking backside to a receiver, running a slant. It looked a lot like that, and. Mm-hmm. And, and the the question I have so so a lot of times you know Huskers you know we, we always harken back to the day of you, know, <laughs> you just turn out and you hand it off to LP or whoever and yeah, it I mean, all works right mm-hmm. and but the the curious thing to me about the RPO is that if you're coaching a team like Temple and you're playing Penn State you can't you're not going to line it up right five across right, and yeah. just do nothing but run power because you can't do that especially with the D line that yeah. mm-hmm. that the Knitley Lions had back then so they ran a lot of that that RPO action. In addition to the fact that you know, with the rules being different in college and pro, those linemen can move downfield, which tells the defense a lot of times that it's a pass, even though they're going to run it. They're going to run the ball, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right? That you can have your lineman downfield on a pass play, which confuses the linebackers and, and the safeties. And so I understand why they run that. Now, what what changed, I think, from then until this year, which I that I watched was about Satterfield, was it looked it looked more like a a little more pro concepts in the passing game and i'll tell you what uh, halffield and i were watching it and scotty and i were watching it and of course they have rattler as their quarterback Mm -hmm, and Mm -hmm. that guy is not afraid to throw into double coverage i'll tell you that much (laughs) but he has a gun and he had great receivers Mm -hmm. so i think what i think what satterfield was doing was adapting to what he had so he so he has a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield mm-hmm. fairly accurately and he had receivers that could go up and get it and so you know what I was expecting to see was okay we're gonna see some dual blocking and some counter stuff but that's mm-hmm. not the offense he inherited and it's not the one he's running and yep. so I guess my question this you know this is a football question right Raph that's right is why oh, <laughs> Gosh, we, Raph, we, Raph, we're on a good roll,
0: gracious, man. We're, we're, we're having a good roll. We're having a good roll. You role. must be out of your this damn is, mind. It's disrespectful to Massey. It's Any disrespectful to the listeners. Anytime he says that let's ride stuff, we, just, we blow him out. We well, what what hear. was
4: that ADM? Anytime he hears that let's ride stuff. Nice. No, no yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, that word, whatever it is, we don't, we don't want to give that to you. Go ahead where you're at, Massey. <laughs> I don't Please. even know if
2: I should direct my question to Raph <laughs> Yeah, he seems distracted, delusions.
3: No, you got me talking offense. I started thinking back to the days of John well, Elway. There, oh. Well, there ain't no offense in this, oh, deep, this different team. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now. None. Yeah. <laughs> so, if, if – you know, if the
2: equalizer right now – and one of the reasons – Saban used to complain about the RPO, right? Because offensive linemen could be down the field on mm-hmm. a pass play three yards and it would be confusing. Is yeah. I think a lot of offensive coordinators are very enamored of that right Mm -hmm. because it it is an advantage and so I didn't I didn't find what I was looking for I was expecting a little more power game but you know the SEC is really not played that way anymore right I mean it is really a quarterback centric offense and he's got Spencer Rattler my question is going to be what do you do when you come here next year and you and maybe we don't have Casey Casey Mm -hmm. and we're we're looking at a transfer quarterback do you think, Raph, that he is going to be able to kind of transition a little bit more to some counters, some traps, some isos? Is that possible?
3: Yeah, I think so. I th- the reason why I think that is one of the things that you heard a lot when Matt Rule was hired is that he's very kind of a chameleon. He mm-hmm. he adapts to the players he has. Like, when he was at yeah. Temple, there were some times at Temple, I don't know if Satterfield was there, there when he was – when. At points, but he talked about at the press conference how they'd go with three tight ends and they'd go with the fullback and they'd run they'd run some power football mm-hmm. because that was what the, the the players he had. But then when he went down to Baylor, then he went he had more receivers, so they were more five wide and they were more spreading it out. So he, what he's going to do, I, I've got to believe, with Nebraska next year, he's going to come in see where we're sitting at if Casey decides to come back. I would assume that it was, it'll it be more of probably that Spencer Rattler offense that you watched with, yeah. with, with South Carolina. However, maybe Casey does not come back. And I, I'll say it. I, I've continued to say this from the get-go. You always hear about NFL. If you have a great quarterback in the NFL, there's probably a pretty good chance you're going to be a really good football team, unlike one team. I will not mention them right now. I don't know what's going
0: on with that. I won't mention them.
3: Yeah, that was a great contract. Way to give up all your future
2: picks. Yeah, exactly, all your
0: assets. We're not talking about him. (laughs) I think think it's important to mention that when you look at uh, the potential RPO type of offense that Nebraska may run next year, it's extremely important, Casey Thompson's decision. Extremely important because you either go and get a transfer portal quarterback that's new to Nebraska, new to – and obviously there's going to be a lot of new things next season. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to keep a guy like Casey Thompson who nonetheless is your quarterback – It's extremely important when you have an experienced guy under center or in the shotgun, whatever you want to say, as the signal caller because he's experienced, he's been there, he's been at Nebraska specifically, and I'm not questioning Casey Thompson's ability to make decisions on the fly. I mean, you guys know this. RPO, you're making a split-second decision based on the defense mid-play. A lot of pre-snap movement. Casey's already been watching film on Matt Rule, and I feel like that door has begun to sway open a little bit more uh, on the idea that Casey Thompson returns. Yeah. So I think there's a lo- it's extremely important Casey's decision because that's one thing that you, I don't think you have to worry about as much when when all these other pleat pieces are new and and, and moving around. Oh. The
2: other thing I did see on the film is that he likes the H-back. So he had yep. he had an H-back that would would go in motion mm. and then do some lead blocking mm-hmm. and that's I think cute. I you know that mm-hmm and that'll be that i know you want the fullback but that is i think that yeah Yeah, that's that's exactly like this
3: past year like fullback hey that would have been great or whatever but even just an h back something to give that back an extra blocker going up through those holes because what was happening a lot this year was um grant for instance he touched the ball and he'd already have somebody on him at least if you'd had an h back at least giving him one chance to you
0: know get a read, and, and, and that was crazy about Anthony Grant. Is like can, can you kind of saw the evolution of him, just kind of getting like not, I don't I don't want to say scared, but that's the one word I can only think of right now. Is where it, it, you saw him at the beginning of the year. It was north south everything. It was physical, tough run for Anthony Grant um, against against North Dakota, against Georgia Southern, against Indiana. But then you slowly started to see him where he continued to get meat immediately in the backfield. Or get met immediately in the backfield. And that's when the east to west kind of stuff happened. And that's when he tried had to start dancing around. And it was like you wanted to blame Anthony Grant, but you also saw how the offensive line was performing and it was like you you got a running back that's skid- or you know, like that's skittish um in the backfield and nervous to just go straight into a pile when his offensive line hasn't been able to be relied upon to, to block for, for any significant amount of time. You
2: know, he's, he's got to make two cuts sometimes yeah. before he gets to the line yeah, of scrimmage. Right. And so when you get the ball, that's your mentality, right? Who do I have to miss before mm-hmm. I get into the, mm-hmm. into the line? Master, do you think with that
4: type of offense you see, Are we? I mean, this might sound like a, <laughs> a foolish question in light of the, the performance this year at many times. How does he run that offense with the offense line we currently have?
2: Well, I mean, I I think I'd reverse it a little bit. How how do you run a power game without having run blockers? Mm-hmm. Right. So these guys were recruited to take up space, to be long, mm-hmm. to keep guys off the quarterback for mm-hmm. two and a half, three seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. They were not. I don't believe recruited to do dual blocking and counter and pulling no. and getting out in space. Mm-hmm. That is not their their gig. And so I. What I suspect we'll see is sort of a transition period mm-hmm. where you're going to have to run some of those RPO concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you should – actually, you should always run RPO concepts in college football because, right. because it's so advantageous to the to the offense to do so. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I think you're going to see a transition. And it, it also depends on who the quarterback is. If yep. Casey leaves and Spencer yeah. comes, you're going to see a lot of throws down the, down the field. You know I- – I don't, does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah.
4: K- th- that to me is going to be the key piece. Who's going to be your quarterback? Yep. You know, that's why I think it's going to be imperative th- to find out uh, what Casey's plans is going to be, and we'll hop more in that in a bit. But I, man, so goes that offense. So goes Casey's. decision. goes. So goes that offense. Yep. According to what we have, obviously, I'm not talking about who's comes in, but I'm saying yeah. what we have on, on 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 the roster right now. You know.
3: Oh yeah. And it's and think going back to the whole NFL thing. You have a great quarterback. You good college football is the exact same way Mm -hmm. you have you have a man that's back there that knows what he's doing and able to pull the trigger that's that's huge so all right we will throw it to break this is the drive on 93.7 the ticket
1: you'll know what to look for and what to avoid so you can take on any project with confidence homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the home depot how doers get more done register now at homedepot.com workshops